With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Warriors podcast player review series. We're just trying to run through all the players here, 10 to 15 minute reviews. Everyone who played for the Warriors, just because the season feels like it was a few decades ago, if we're all being honest. And we might as well look back and see what happened with the players on the roster, what their role might be going forward, if they're still on the roster, uh, and just what they did well, what they didn't do so well during the year. Uh, so we've already done Dragon Bender and Kai Bowman. We're going in alphabetical order here, so um, be sure to to go find those episodes if you haven't listened to them yet. And today we're doing Alec Burks. Burks, honestly, there's not a whole bunch to talk about. He is kind of the consummate player who put up pretty decent stats and otherwise didn't really leave us with much to talk about, to be frank. Um, so here's here's what his stats were with the Warriors. 48 games, 18 starts. He averaged 16.1 points, 4.7 rebounds, 3.1 assists, and one steal per game. Shot 40.6% from the field, 37.5% on threes, 89.7% on free throws. Uh, As a result, his true shooting percentage was 55.2%, which I'm not sure exactly what league average was in the 2019-20 season, but usually it hovers right around that 55% mark. So basically league average efficiency, um, but 16.7% or excuse me, 16.1 points per game. So, you know, uh, decent volume on average efficiency. There's there's a lot of value in that. Uh, so the Warriors signed him in free agency prior to this year. He's been a bit of a, a journeyman. Uh, they were his fourth team after starting his career in Utah, played a long time in Utah, and then bounced to the Cavs, to the Kings, not long stints at either team over to the Warriors, not a long stint at the Warriors. And of course, uh, Golden State eventually traded him at the deadline to the Philadelphia 76ers. So if you are invested in former Warriors players, even though the Warriors are not continuing the season, Burks, as well as Glenn Robinson III, will be playing for Philadelphia. I believe neither of those players have opted out of the uh, restart inside the bubble in Orlando. So... If you're invested in former Warriors, the Sixers give you uh, a few recent Warriors wings that you can root for. Um, All that is to say that obviously Burks does not have much of a role on the 2020-21 Warriors team since he is no longer on the Warriors. Though it is worth noting, as we'll also cover when we get to GR3, he was really well liked by the players by the staff um you know his his teammates and his coaches had nothing but good things to say about Burks so there is a door open I would assume 
for him to return in free agency prior to next season. Uh, I know he's been on a lot of not particularly good teams in his career and uh, has been open about wanting to be able to compete for a title. Um, If the Warriors get back to full health for next season, then they could potentially provide him that opportunity. I think, you know, the biggest blow for them is that he played well enough this year that he probably earned a bigger contract than the Warriors gave him this season and then they can afford to give him next year. So you would expect him to kind of go where the money goes and hopefully land on a good team in the process. But the Warriors with the contracts they have committed to Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Andrew Wiggins don't really have the finances to give much to a player like Burks, even though they would love some, some wing depth since they don't really have much there behind Wiggins. They don't really have a backup small forward to speak of yet. So what did Burks do well this year? Um, A lot, to be honest. I mean, he just, he frankly was better than I expected him to be better than a lot of people expected him to be better than, um, honestly, I think he was better than he, the stats suggested he should have been. Uh, the 16.1 points he averaged were with the Warriors was a high for him, a career high for him. Um, the assists were a career high for him. The efficiency was well above his career average to that point. Um, so he really was simply a better player than we'd been used to seeing him on other teams prior to joining the Warriors. Uh, and that was reflected in some advanced stats where he didn't grade out well, but he graded out as passable, where in the past he's kind of been a a player that the per-game stats were okay on, but the advanced stats really did not like. And this year, those both moved up to where the per-game stats suggested he was quite good, and the advanced stats suggested he was you know, an everyday rotation player, albeit not a guy who should have been starting or getting 29 minutes a night, as were both the case with the Warriors. Um, so as for what he didn't do so well, the defense was just kind of there. Uh, he had kind of all the physical tools you would expect out of a strong wing defender, but it didn't really materialize as strong wing defense. So, you know, he was, he was kind of just neutral there again, moderate efficiency, not, not bad, but not necessarily a a good thing there. The ball often stopped when it got to his hands. He he showed some good playmaking, some good penetration. Those things were on display. But the ball often just stopped while he waited for an opportunity um, to do that. He was a, he had a decent three-point shot, but it wasn't good enough for him to really be a big threat off the ball. He didn't really have any gravity. He wasn't really a weapon off ball. He was more just kind of a role player, which is fine. And that, that was what he was brought on to be. So ultimately, I think it's safe to say he he overperformed a little bit. And, and you can see that in when he moved to Philadelphia, only an 11-game sample size there. But he saw an, a decrease in minutes. He saw a decrease in his role, just wasn't asked to do as much once he was with the 76ers. And you saw that kind of reflected in the way that he played his efficiency took a hit. The three pointers dropped to 32.7%. The true shooting percentage 
dropped to 52.7%, which was much closer to his league or his career average. Uh, the assist rate dropped quite a bit from 17.4% to 13.4%. Again, right back into his career average. So it's not like he was um, unexpectedly bad with the Sixers. He was just worse than with the Warriors, where he was unexpectedly good. He dropped back to more the Alec Burks that we've grown accustomed to uh, over the course of his nine-year NBA career. So the Warriors got the best of him, and that's something to be grateful for. Uh, and maybe there was something to that. Maybe they saw something in him that they were able to utilize a little bit better than other teams. So maybe something about their system or just about the role he had in Golden State, um, getting as many minutes as he did, getting a chance to often be the primary ball handler, the first offensive option. He finished fourth on the team in points per game, um, trailing only D'Angelo Russell, Steph Curry, and Andrew Wiggins. Those are three players who are obviously paid enormous sums of money mainly to score the basketball. Uh, so the fact that you know those were the only players he trailed speaks to what his role was on this team. He was often their first option on offense. Uh, and you know, with all due respect, that's part of why the Warriors were a 15-win team this year is because if Alec Burks is your number one option on offense, things have likely gone wrong and things did go wrong for the Warriors. Um, but that's not his fault. And he did better with that role than you would have expected. So many players, when they get thrust into a bigger role, you see a drop off. You see their efficiency plummet, their selfishness maybe take over maybe they look a little bit in over their heads and for Burks I thought you know we saw the opposite the larger the role got the better he played uh, the more he was able to utilize his skills and maximize his talents and be a, a quality player so he'll be fun to keep an eye on in Philadelphia if you really loved him he's certainly a player who I wouldn't be surprised to see back in a Warriors jersey sometime down the road he's still just well he's about to turn 29 he'll be 29 by the time the the season restarts at the disney resort um so still young enough that he's got plenty of of playable years ahead of him again i doubt that we'll see him resign with the warriors in this coming off season just for financial reasons that he played himself into a contract a little bigger than golden state can probably offer uh but the the players were open about loving playing with him. Uh, the team was open about liking him. He was open about how he would love uh, a chance to play for the Warriors again under better circumstances than being the worst team in the league as they were this year. So maybe not this coming off season, but maybe next off season, maybe 2022. Who knows? Either way, a good season for Alec Burks. Wish him a lot of luck in the NBA 